Hey! Welcome to the Call Her Auntie podcast. My name is Grace, joined by my co-host, Quazance. And we're so glad you're here with us. We're just your northern girls trying to live our best life in the city. We're in Toronto, so if you're on those dreadful morning commutes or on the subway, wherever you are, we hope you're listening to us and relating to our experience because both Quay and I have been there. So um, we're trying something new. We're trying um, to add a different avenue, I guess. Element. Elements. Yeah. So we're starting recording. Um, and it, we're, it's going to be fun to look back because right now we're in my son's room. <laughs> and if, like, if we tilt the camera up, you can see there's like a whole bunch of maple leaves stuck here. Yeah. So and as, we, as Quay was fixing her hair, she like throws her head down and she's like, oh, underwear. So like... <laughs> Underwear. I mean, we're so professional here, but I mean, we're just starting out. And I think like um, our friend Amanda, when she started her podcast and she's been listening to a ton of podcasts and people even do like disclaimers now, like if they're pretty far along with their podcast, they'll be like, disclaimer, like our first episode, like isn't the greatest. Like if we were to like go back and listen to Far along, like your sixth episode. Like <laughs> we're so established, as you can tell. Okay, but if you're listening online, we are trying a new avenue where we're recording. So we're double recording on the podcast for like Spotify, but we're also recording for like, I don't know, maybe YouTube or something. YouTube, um, maybe like we'll say some profound like quotes in this that really resonate with people. (laughs) And we could like put those quotes on our pictures of this. I don't know. We'll see. We'll figure it out. Um, so how have you been, Quay? So how have I been? I'm back. Um, I was away for a little bit. Yeah. I went to Winnipeg for this, like, project called Advancing Indigenous Gender Equality. Mm-hmm. And I went there to do, like, program review with, like, a whole bunch of other Indigenous women. So I went to Winnipeg and there was, like, four tables full of, like, these bright, beautiful Indigenous women who were so kind and loving. And when I landed in Winnipeg... I've always heard, like, so much about the racism there. And, like, Mm -hmm. after I graduated university, I wanted to do my master's in Indigenous governance at U Winnipeg or something. And my one friend, he was, like, from there, and he's, like, Clay, like, I don't recommend you going there. Like, Mm -hmm. you're not going to like it. There's so much racism. Like, don't go there. So I didn't. And that was in 2012. So fast forward eight years to 2020, I landed, and I, like, felt... Like, when I landed, I felt, I think, the racism. Like, I, it, like, was a block in my heart when I landed. And um, I was really nervous because, well, I mean, we grew up mm-hmm. in northern Ontario, and then they're further west. So yeah. I would just imagine how much worse it got. And then um, going to that workshop with those women, like, it just made my heart feel really good because... For the past a little bit, everything that's been going on like out west yeah. has making yeah. me feel like really like not sticky or stuck, but my heart like was hurting so bad. Mm-hmm. And I felt not I felt I saw a lot of people post like during this time with all this negative energy, make sure you take care of yourself and like take care of your family and your heart and your loved ones. And I thought about that, I'm like, oh maybe maybe that's why like I'm feeling this. But then okay, so I got back. 
And then I went to a Mohawk teaching downtown. And this woman, Renee Thomas Hill, she was talking about how um, as Indigenous people, our bodies are connected to the the land. Mm -hmm. So that when there's so much trauma going on with the land, like we feel that in our hearts and our bodies. And I'm like, oh, that must, that's must, that is what must be going on in my body because I'm feeling so much like grief because all this stuff is going on in like my heart. Um, but she was saying how <clears throat> we just got to um, remember to be like, be kind and not just be positive, but like understand that connection and be thankful every day and be grateful every day that we wake up and we have our culture mm-hmm. and we know not a lot, but like we still have that. Yeah. And like, it's going to be okay. So she was really, it really um, made a lot of sense, I guess. And it really helped me understand what I'm dealing with. But also what I remembered over these times was I, I follow on Instagram. I follow, follow a lot of accounts that are like dealing with like self realization or like ways to get through like anxiety and one meme had said, like, it's so scientific, right? I mean, <laughs> but what? Oh, look. Oh, no. <laughs> I think I fell over again. But one meme had said, anxiety stems from your disconnection to land. Mm-hmm. And, like, all of us are disconnected from the land. Yeah. A lot of us are. So no wonder why we deal with so much, like, anxiety, depression, and all these complex issues. Because we're disconnected. Yeah. So I think it's really important for anyone who's listening that you go out and like take a walk and like get off the concrete and like just walk on the ground to feel connected again. And well, when we go back to like simplicity, like that's what's so nice and going out on the land and it's like breathing in that fresh air and breathing in that fresh air and just thinking about simple things really clears your mind like even Mm -hmm. I've been struggling with anxiety because I feel like there's like since being a mom there's so many responsibilities I have now and I'm not just thinking about my (coughs) life I'm thinking about someone else's life and it like even just simply driving and like when a light is going like yellow like do I go or do I not like it's like every (laughs) little like decision I'm like oh my god do I do it do I not Uh, yeah like it's like, and I'm like, why am I, it's like sad that every little thing, I'm, my body's going through that stress mm-hmm. when it shouldn't be. But um, I'm really glad that you went to that woman's um, event. Like you met really cool people. Yeah. It just seemed, you know, it's always nice to connect with like different new people. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, did you bring my earrings? Oh no. Okay. So I met, okay. I didn't bring them to, to, we're recording tonight in Hamilton. I didn't bring them from Toronto to Hamilton, but when I went, I met these girls, the the girls from Indie City. So they make, um, they design and they custom cut these like plastic. I don't know. It's like, look up on Instagram, Indie City. They have a website and you'll see the kind of like, they custom cut and color their earrings and they're really cool so we brought these strawberries and I really am glad that we bought them for us in this time right now especially like for what I was talking about because strawberry is like the heart berry for Ojibwe people because it's it's called like Odeman in Ojibwe and the Ode or the 
okay, I might get this confused. <laughs> but the day o day part means like heart. So it's like your heart berry. And when you're eating it, you're like re like refueling yourself and like replenishing mm-hmm. your love. So I'm really glad. I'm really glad we got that. And them. I got the little ones. Yeah. So I got the big ones. Yeah. It's like little sis, big sis. <laughs> but also like represents us because I'm like 5'10 in here. Five. Uh, you're 5. I thought you were 5'9. Okay, I'm 5'. <laughs> Grace just called me out. Yeah. <laughs> Height's a big like issue with you. Yeah, I'm 5'9 and a half. <laughs> you're like, I know, okay. <laughs> Everyone, my Instagram is wrong. <laughs> Five, nine and a half. We'll have to tell Tristan because you yeah. probably put that as your Tinder Yeah, profile. no, no, no. Because but with him, he's six, three and a half. And I'm five, nine and a half. So we're both halves and we understand like why you round up. Oh, makes so sense. So we, we get each other. <laughs> I remember, I always thought I was taller. Like maybe when I was younger, I was really like, I was really lanky. So mm-hmm. I thought I looked. Like, I looked tall because I, like, had really skinny legs and, like, skinny arms. Yeah. And I went for my license. And um, when I got it, they are like, oh, like, so how tall are you? And I'm like, I think I said five. I think I said five nine. <laughs> and my mom was like, you're not five nine. And I'm just like, yeah, I am. Like, I literally thought I was, like, going to be a model. Like, yeah, and I then, am. like, they measured me and they're like, you're only five five. And I was like, what? <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, I'm 5'5". Five five. Okay, so we're, we're, like, four and a half different. But that's why you're the little berry and I'm the big berry. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> but um, how have you been, friend? We've been away from each other for a week, and that's a long time for us. Yeah, I've been good. Um, I'm just excited for March because, and I mean, to think that February is over next week. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for March because we get to go on our visioning for work. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, that, spending a lot of time with, like, like good people. Good and people. then, right after that, we're going to Thunder Bay. And mm-hmm. I'm so excited because I was going to go home anyways. Um, and it just worked out that we got to go up there for work. So I'm spending extra time there after because it's March break. Yeah. And my sister and her kids will be off. And it'll be a good time for Nico because Nico here is a single child. And he also is the only grandchild, too. Yeah. So he has really no other kids to play with than, like, the one on our street and, like, other kids. So he doesn't really have that much friends yet because he's not in school. And the cool thing about your sister is she also has all boys, right? All boys. Well, all my siblings have all boys. Yeah. So Nico's the ninth grandson for my dad. So, like, ninth boy, too? The ninth grandson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> grandson <Son. laughs> <Mayo>. <laughs> uh, so yeah so I'm, I'm really excited for Nico to um, see his cousins and for oh, yeah. me to see my mom and see my sister and, but that's and then for me to tag along as a third wheel to your family <laughs> yeah well my, my mom like loves Quay so I love Mary too yeah. love her right back aww and, um, yeah, I think, like, we want to have my sister on the podcast, like, while we're up there. So, in future episodes, she could be on. Yeah, I think it's really important to talk about the diversity of being a mom to, like, when you were a mom to boys and girls. And then mm-hmm. when you're a mom to, like, only girls. And then when you're a mom to, like, only boys. Yeah. Like, 
I have a feeling I want girls so bad. Like I want just like an army of little girls, but I have a feeling I'm gonna only have boys that I'm gonna be like stressed and ripping my I hair. I can't believe how different boys and girls are too. Like I was volunteering in Nico's classroom yeah. yesterday because at the beginning of the school year, that's what they said. They're like, we really would like if parents can volunteer in the classroom because mm-hmm. we really need the help. So I finally went, and it's like February now. I finally went and Nico just like loved having me there. Yeah. And I just remember thinking like back when I was that age, if my parents came anywhere or for any one of my like family members, came, it was like, I'm super cool, you know? Oh. Before you got to an age where you're like, stay away. Yeah. Um. So Nico loved having me at his school and all his like friends, like I was like reading books, like to all these kids and kids were like uh-huh. hanging off of me. Like, <laughs> so it was, I think it was really good for Nico to have me there and but anyway so back to boys and girls Nico's part of this like boy gang where they're all just like doing like random stuff oh. and then there's these girls that are like this oh my god Quay this would be if you had a girl this would be her <laughs> she came up to me she's like I like your pink nails I was like ah! Ah! that's so sweet <laughs> like the thing that like that she noticed yeah. that, and she's like I love your nails I'm like oh anyways they're like getting dressed up and doing like they kept coming up to me. They're like, we're doing a fashion show. And I was like, wow, cool. As they can't like walk in yeah. like play heels. <laughs> but yeah, it's super cute. When I was younger, I'd play heels. and But then um, I like wore them down the stairs. And I like tumbled oh. all the way down. And then from there, my grandma like tossed them out. She was like, no, these are not. And I was so, I remember being so heartbroken. I used to... Um, like, when your parents talk about you, what do they remember? Wait, I'm going to answer first. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Okay. Um, <coughs> so, I used to fall asleep on the stairs. Oh. Like, I have, a, I have a lot of pictures of me just, like, passed out on the stairs. Yeah. Or, like, passed out in the corner. Like, I would just, I don't know, get tired and just, like, fall asleep anywhere. And then I also have pictures of me sleeping in like weird positions like one picture I'm literally like this <laughs> and then another time I have like I'm swimming like dark goggles on and I was like pass <laughs> remember the one time so we were driving somewhere for work and I look over and you're in the passenger seat and you're like <laughs> I think that was on the mattress like on the floor in Regina oh yeah when we went out there for an egg yeah and I'm like should I unclasp <laughs> she looks awkwardly stressed well I'm like a big like I so I still sleep with like a blankie Mm -hmm. like I have one like blanket that um like it's more like I use it as like a pillow yeah no I like I like how it's like versatile like yeah if I'm cold it'll be a blanket or if I really need like a soft pillow then I like I just because you don't want a big pillow you want like a little like not yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> or I need something to prop my head up. Or uh-huh. like drink something. I don't know. Or like, do you? I was gonna say, do you still like snuggle with Benny? Because sometimes their arms are too hard, so you need like. A, oh yeah. You yeah, need, like, that soft. Yeah. Because they're too like. Yeah. Hard. Or like in the middle of the night, I'm still like feeling around for my blanket. <laughs> but I had another blanket. You know, it'll be f- so funny to have like my sister's perspective. Yeah. Like, so all of our listeners will like 
kind of know my story. And then once my sister comes on, she'll be like, I remember that, or you did this. Or tell a whole different story of a different perspective of, like, everything we've said. Yeah. Like, siblings are so funny. Yeah. But, um... So, if my, if my parents or if my dad could um, talk about me, I think he would say... I had, like, major FOMO all the time. So, like, <laughs> I, like, wouldn't go to bed because I was, like, worried they hadn't have a party and, like, be hanging oh, out. No. But, like, my parents always, they always, like, spent their evenings together. So they'd watch TV together at the end of the day and go to bed. Like, they had that time together. Yeah. And I just didn't want them to hang out without me. <laughs> so I'd, like, I wouldn't go to bed. And they'd have to, like, be so stern with me. About, like, you only get a book. My dad would only read to me if I went to bed before 8 o'clock. If it was after 8 o'clock, I don't get a book. Yeah. So they had to be so stern and, like, bribe me into going to bed willingly. Yeah. So, but I just wanted to watch the news with them. <laughs> but if my if my brothers would talk about me, they would, they would be totally different. Like, my little brother yeah. would be like, Oh, she's so wild. She's so crazy. She's so like eccentric and she's so um, temperamental. But my older brother, okay, no, he would call me temper. Okay, they both would say I'm temperamental. Um, but I just think my temperamentalness, I think of it as like I'm super passionate and reactive. Yeah. Like I have so yeah. much emotions and passionate about things. Like I react so intensely. Yeah. And then, like, after the fact, I'm like, after I've thought about it, and, like, rationalize the situation. I'm like, okay, no, it's fine. Yeah. But, like, yeah. I just have a lot of emotion. Yeah. I've always been, like, so I have a brother. I have two sisters and a brother, mm-hmm. and they're all older. Like, one's 13 years older, one's 10 years older, and one's 8 years old, older. So it's funny because then they're like, oh, you must have been, like, the oopsie. Because I'm, like, <laughs> so many. And then my mom's like, well, she was the only one planned. <laughs> so I don't know. Who knows? I actually, well, my mom confirmed it, so let's go. Yeah, your mom confirmed it. <laughs> it's gonna be true. Um, but you are the same. Lisa is the same amount as of older than you as I am to my little brother. So that remember? Ten years. Ten, yeah, oh, we're ten. Yeah. But my little brother was a surprise. Oh yeah. Because they were like, okay, we have a girl, we have a boy, and they had a lot of trouble conceiving. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we have both, we're perfect. And then the creator was like. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> and then little Mowgli's coming. Little, <laughs> drop little Mowgli <laughs> in our life. And now he always keeps us laughing. He keeps us happy. He reminds us that, like, everything is going to be okay. And, like, me and my temperamentalness need that. So yeah. he was a blessing. I think every, like, I, I, I'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason. Um, and, yeah, like, I think every, every baby is a gift. Mm-hmm. And, I'm yeah, I'm so happy. That's so cute. It's a gift. But yeah, so um, so I grew up, I felt like an only child a little bit, just mm-hmm. because my siblings, by the time I got old enough to almost remember, they were like doing off doing their own thing because they're teenagers. Um, but yeah, so, like I feel like the dynamics that you have, like your brothers, like your big brother's like a protector and you got mm-hmm. like a little brother. Like I feel bad for my brother because he's like the only boy boy. yeah and it's not like he has like a dad to like hang out with or like because (laughs) my mom is so close with me and my sister yeah and we're always doing like girl things like when I lived up there it's like let's go to the states let's go shopping Mm -hmm. let's go to Grand Portage 
And then, like, we're like, yeah, Todd, come along. He's like, I'll just stay home. <laughs> um, I'm kind of like... No. Do you find, like, a distant, like... Some you do you feel like distant with your brother sometime or you guys are I feel pretty like close. We're right? pretty cool. We're, we're pretty close. We're very close because my mom always drilled into us that like she was like I remember one time she said to me and my older brother, you guys better learn and figure out how to get along because one day we me and your dad won't be here to stop your fighting. Yeah. And now I'm like, because my mom passed away, I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> now we can't fight for real. Aww. But but um I feel distance to them only because my older brother, he's 34, and, like, not that he's not good with technology, it's just, like, he is, like, so focused and present in his everyday life, and now that he has a son, too, he's, like, so present mm-hmm. and taking care of his his lady and, like, his baby mama and then taking care of his son. He's so present with that that, like, I usually have to talk to her to get to know what they're doing. Yeah. And then my little brother, he's very... Like, he's, he's 10 years younger than me, so he's in a different world. He's really, like, we snap all the time. Yeah. And, like, really the only reason I have snap is to, like, snap with him. Yeah. Um, and then it's kind of, it's really hard, actually, being such, going from such a, a close family to, like, moving out here and being alone. Mm-hmm. Because, um, like, if I was at home, like, I would either be hanging out with my brothers or my dad or, or like, with my best friend Erica like I would just be with them or her yeah and then here I'm like with Kat when Kat lived with me so I had I had a cat or I do have a cat but my dad hat is um has custody right now (laughs) (laughs) my dad has custody because I travel so much and I was traveling so much in 2020 at the beginning of 2020 that he has her so normally it's just like me and her Mm-hmm. so that's why I find I find like hard not having that um yeah closeness or like companionship all the time being out here yeah I know I was so like before I met Ben there was so much that happened in my life like I was in this apartment and yeah. like I didn't get into the program I was like really like hoping to get into and then my contract was up and I was like it's like this is naturally almost like time for me to leave and go back home like I had no like support down here um and it was like so lonely and I think that's what's drawn like drawn me to Ben is like he is that personality that's like like I'm the man and I'm gonna like take care of you and Mm -hmm. that's almost like it was so like I never had that in my life like my mom was a single mom and she had to like fight for everything so I almost felt like it was like the fight in me to like mm-hmm. always fight to like get what I want and then to finally just be like, ah, like I'll be taken care of. <laughs> I'll be a I'll put my feet up. What is it? I'll be a cat woman. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like so and then naturally like I met his family, which like sealed the deal because I was like, their fa- his family's like amazing. They're right? amazing. Like, They're so, met- yeah. so I was like, I'm sad. Like I have a massive family down here now. <laughs> you have like seven steps, siblings in law, and like these wonderful parents who are also there too. Mm-hmm. That that was really good. Yeah. Um. But I know that when I've been going through a hard time, I've been really grateful that I made a family like away from family 
in Toronto. Like, mm-hmm. you, even though we're apart, but also with, like, we're so blessed with the people that we work with. Yeah. Because we would That they are, like, family. They're family. We would, like, ride or die for them because we've just been put, um, we've gone through so much together. And we've all been working for a certain amount of time. And, like, we've all gone through ups and downs in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I remember I went through one breakup at, being at work. And, like, if it wasn't for our manager and, like, our, our coworkers mm-hmm. at work, like, I would randomly, like, cry during the day. But they ha- they were so caring and there for me and, like, understanding, like, that heartbreak that I was going through. That I'm, like, I am so grateful for these people in my life that I get to, that I have to be around to, like, yeah. work with. I know. We're so lucky. Um, and I remember when a friend was here visiting Leanna, we were talking about, um, like, putting work into like being friends with people. Yeah. And sometimes like life, like your, cause like your friend that I value, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think we're so close, but, and we could like pick up our friendship at any time. Like we, yeah. were, like, we were living apart and like when we weren't working together, like it was hard to like hang out or like see each other. And but, like, I feel like we still love each other so much though. Yeah. And we wouldn't let any like things stupid get in the way of our friendship. Like yeah. you never come visit me. Like why bring oh. that fight up? If you like, you <laughs> but I still want to see you. Why yeah. would I argue about that? Exactly. So I don't know. I think it's so important that if you like value friendship, like give, I don't know. There's like boundaries to friends and like, but then effort or... the close friends that I have and the friends that I know love me, they've never been starting fights for no reason. They've never been passive aggressive. They've never been petty. They're just like, I understand. I respect you. have a hard life. And I, yeah. like, I love your time that you can commit to me. And I'm so grateful. Yeah. And I like never judge me for anything like you. Yeah. Yeah. See you when I see you. <laughs> 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 I'm but yeah um even the time when I moved home so I had mentioned a little bit earlier um my mom had passed away and I could I like knew I had to go home I was like I have to go home I have to be with my dad and my brothers and like I have to go be with like my community to be reminded of like how much love we have and how like we can get through it Mm -hmm. and so I was I was away for a while and you were on mat leave yeah, that was when I went to so, med. Yeah, pretty busy. Yeah, healing. Yeah, mothering, <laughs> recovering. Oh yeah, recovering. <laughs> More accurate. Yeah, yeah. I know it's it's so important just to be around people who genuinely love you. Genuine. And you know, you. you know who else like genuinely loves and like you can just tell they're really like great people is our one our two friends Sage and Emma. Yeah, they like are so genuine and loving and like even this week I, I heard like love is abundant like I love can... when you said that oh, I'll say it again that's what we'll, we'll put we'll like screenshot this like this picture and put love is abundant <laughs> yeah so the the woman told me like love is abundant you can always love like, you can always give more love, but it might be, like, you. but you can stop loving someone. Like, if you go through a breakup, you can stop loving them. Yeah. But you can still, like, it's so abundant that, like, you don't, it doesn't matter that you gave them that love. Yeah. For however long or whatever happened, like, good for you for being able to love. Yeah. And you have more to give. Yeah. 
We're a bottomless pit of love. <laughs> okay, I might, I might run out though. <laughs> Life is hard. <laughs> but um, back to those girls. They're so genuine, and something else that that um, that that elder Thomas Hill, Renee Thomas Hill, had said was, "Hanging out with like-minded people is healing." Mm-hmm. So hanging out with those girls always felt like healing. Like hanging yeah. out with you always feels like healing. Hanging out with those women in Winnipeg, like that was healing when I needed it because of that, all the shit that's going on right now. Yeah, it's so important. I think just like hanging out with how you want to see yourself. Yeah. Like hanging out with people who value, I don't know, what's up? I don't know. Let's think of it. We'll think of that. <laughs> we'll think. <laughs> We're not the smartest. <laughs> but we're the sharp. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know what? This is just, this just cut it. We're just going to cut that part yeah. out. <laughs> we're not the smartest or the sharpest. But yeah, like, what do you want to finish this podcast on? Talking about? Yeah. I want to talk about um, that it's okay to be going through something right now. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world, um, especially in Canada. And it's okay for you to go through it. It's okay. I think right now, if you need to say no to things, if you need to say no to like, I can't, because I said no to going to uh, a march on Monday for family day. I'm like, I can't, my heart and my body and my mind can't go, and my spirit can't go through this right now because I need a minute and I need a little bit, maybe even a little bit longer to prepare myself that like shit's really going down. This is like getting real and I don't want, I don't want to like a pipeline to go through their land because I wouldn't want that in my community. Yeah. I think it's been so, um, with the situation that's happening, it's been so inspiring though, that how like we're in Ontario and Uh we're like a completely like different, like we're Ojibwe and I don't know what they're out of BC, but like. The fact that we're this whole country is sticking together, yeah, and supporting <laughs> that land and like our values are so aligned across yeah. Canada. It's so like it's so inspiring. Like I hope if anything happens, well, obviously crap's always happening to us, yeah. but like we know we have like our people have our back. Yeah, and yeah, I think we need to remember that because I can get very deep down. When, like, I read about the comments and I hear, like, how the media is trying to twist things, I get very down and, like, I'm like, fuck, everyone's going to think we're wild. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, okay, we're, we're wild. <laughs> but not, not, not in a crazy way. We're, like, wild in a good way. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, we're a good wild. But I'm like, oh, no, people are going to, like, hate us again. Yeah. But I think just remember, our people have our back. We're beautiful people. We have these great values. Let's not forget that. Honestly, on a super positive note, like, we've been following, and we have a lot of, like, obviously women, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's who, like, are, we really want to speak to for this podcast. I was going through our Instagram, and just, like, all the women we follow, I'm like, okay, are we seriously the most beautiful people on the planet? Yeah. Like, for yeah. real, though. Yeah. Like, what? I'm like... Okay, I am so jealous. As we're like, (laughs) we're the most beautiful people on the planet. (laughs) But like, Native women are the most beautiful people. Like, we're honestly like, ah. 
I think, like, just also in general, speaking more broadly, like, women of color are, like, so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Like, they're, like, long, textured hair. Okay, I'm talking a lot about Native women. <laughs> that were you know a little chubby little cute you know and Chris like what I'm, I'm like a little chubby a lot cute <laughs> yeah. I'm like a little chubby it's cute yeah, it's cute <laughs> but we love ourselves yes that's what's most important is to love yourself because you're beautiful we're native we're strong and we're gonna get through it yeah <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> We're gonna get through it. If you keep listening to us, like we're we're gonna get it right. We're gonna give these like we're gonna give really good quotes someday. One so, day. Yeah. I mean, we're only six in, so yeah. <laughs> just wait. Just wait. It might be the it might be the twentieth, but just wait. <laughs> If you're going through it, we want to remind you that the Hope for Wellness hotline offers immediate help to all Indigenous people across Canada. It is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, that offers counseling and crisis intervention. You can call the toll-free helpline at 1-855-242-3310, or you can even connect to them online at hopeforwellness.ca. And always remember, your podcast aunties love you.